You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash filmschool. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. DocuWeek is a public theatrical exhibition of outstanding new documentary films running from August 22nd to 28th, a week-long journey of color music, human drama, laughter, and tears. This year, DocuWeek will showcase 23 diverse and extraordinary documentary feature and short films at Arclight Hollywood and Arclight Sherman Oaks. With us today is Eddie Schmidt, Executive Director of the International Documentary Association. Eddie Schmidt, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Good morning. Happy to be here. Uh, and we're happy to have you. How are great. you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, we got a terrific lineup of films this year, as always, but it is really, really a stellar one. A stellar one, huh? Yeah. Stellar yeah. one. <laughs> that's, that's very good. Now, what, what, feel, what makes you feel so strong about this year? Do you have a favorite? Uh, well, I don't play favorites. <laughs> You're not allowed to have a favorite. I, I, I thought I'd catch off guard. Equally. No, they're, they're actually, I mean, we really do... You know, you have to apply to get into DocuWeek, and, you know, we can only show so many films, and um, and it really is an excellent sort of cream of the crop of this year's um, documentaries that are out there. And so not only does it represent all different kinds of themes and subject matter, but all different, you know, places from around the world. So um, there is a terrific film about Philip Glass, mm-hmm. the <clears throat> avant-garde uh, composer. There's a great film um, that's been winning awards in the festival circuit called Dear Zachary. That's kind of a real-life horror story uh, mm. about a... Um, uh, well, I can't give away too much, but the subheader is um, a letter to a son about his father. Mm. Okay. Um, but it's a, fa- it's a family story like no other that will totally rip your heart out. But, you know, there are films deal- um, film, uh, from Kashmir to Laos to, yeah. I mean, it's it's really quite an interesting, you know, rich array of uh, well, ideas and textures. Well, uh, during your intro, we were playing the music Philip Class. Uh, oh, terrific. We have, okay. a, we have a, uh, obviously there's a documentary about Philip in this, uh, put together by, is this a Scott Hicks? Uh, Scott Hicks, terrific yeah. uh, film, filmmaker. So Yeah, it's, it's really wonderful. I mean, I, I actually have really loved his music for a long time, used to. Play the soundtrack to Koyana Scotsy in high school to freak out my yeah. friends. <laughs> Koyana Scotsy. Exactly. Yeah. You see a clip of the guy. I never knew how they got that, but it, actually there's a clip of concert footage in the movie, not of, uh, I don't think of Koyana Scotsy, but of another piece. But you see the guy who does that voice oh, really? blowing into the two, like you, you actually can figure out where that sound is coming from. Oh, well, that's that's incredible. And yeah. incredible music for that time. People don't, especially at this uh, stage of our musical history, don't understand that back then to, the minimalist music just tore it apart in a way that rock tore apart music earlier on. You're absolutely right. And I, they mentioned that in the film, too, like, the, you know, his early reviews where he would get this, re- you know, reviews would say, they'd say, it's just so repetitive. Yeah. You know, <laughs> gee, you don't get it. It's, it's meditative. <laughs> well, it's we transcendent. Were, you yeah. know? Well, we've been fortunate enough. We had uh, Philip Glass on uh, Film School a wow. little while ago to talk about his uh, work on... Uh, 
uh, the Queen, the film about the Queen. Ah, I'm so why do sorry. You do, you do I don't know why I do this. I know. A scandal. Sca- yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. Anyway, no ton of scandals, what it was. <laughs> there you right. go. And, and, and then also we were uh, fortunate enough to have uh, the director of Absolute Wilson, which uh, he talked about his, if Einstein on the Beach and the work with Philip Glass. And just to see that that time period when when those when he was just hitting the the music scene was really remarkable it was beautiful yeah it was yeah it's interesting that you say that there's actually a lot of uh, a number of films in the lineup which i should say starts this weekend uh august 8th in new york in two theaters the village east and ifc center yeah. and plays for a week and then plays here in la from the 22nd to the 28th at arclight hollywood and arclight sherman oaks but there's a lot of films that deal with creativity mm-hmm. and the nature of creating. Um, there's a film called The Wrecking Crew, which is about the L.A. legendary group of studio musicians who played on everybody's records, Brian Wilson, Phil Spector, Sonny and Cher, you know, mm-hmm. and you see them. It's really pretty amazing because a, a lot of times they're interviewing these, you know, really great musicians who, you know, who are now, I guess, in their 60s uh, and maybe 70s, playing, but they're playing the instrument while they... Uh, do the interview for the film. So they'll say, well, when I did the bass line for Mission Impossible, you know, so (laughs) like you're hearing the riff, you know, pure and watching this person, you know, groove out the way they did, you know, so many years ago. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I wanted to mention, and you you just touched on it, that uh, for the first time, I believe, uh, IDA is sponsoring the event in New York and Los Angeles. Right. That's right. Well, the Academy rules... um, have changed uh, this year, and so you do actually have to to qualify for the uh, Oscars. And there's a number of things, of course, that you have to do, and you know, filmmakers themselves have to apply, you know, with the Academy. But um, our program for showcasing it theatrically, um, the film has to show twice daily for a week in uh, Los Angeles County and in Manhattan. Now that's that. You're, okay, that's another. And let's uh, let this take this opportunity to talk a little yeah. bit about the function of IDA, they, yep. uh, in, they, how they support filmmakers, how they support documentary filmmakers, and as you are again, you're you're sort of touching on this idea that in order for a film to be qualified to be nominated for an Academy Award, it has to meet certain criteria, and you just articulated a couple of them. A, a little of it, yeah. Well, the whole. I mean, I can't speak for the Academy. Obviously, a separate, separate organization, but certainly. Um, you know, it's for theatrical motion pictures, so they want films to have a theatrical, you know, uh, showcase, a theatrical life. Um, for us, our mission is, you know, to support the art of documentary, the art of nonfiction film and video making, um, which we've done now for 26 years, um, since 1982. I actually was talking to someone the other day who said, I was there, it was, I was in the living room when the first 10 people said, we should start a group, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but but really, um, it, it's pretty amazing. I think that we've seen so many leaps forward in in the form and and the you know the content, the kinds of things that can be in a documentary. It's it's such a to me like this great wide open palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's it's you know but the marketplace uh, is can be tough, and so we're there as a community resource for filmmakers and film lovers, and sort of a way to create. Uh, a network and a community of you know of people of like minds who all believe that this is an incredible art form. Well, I've I've been saying IDA. I, I should say the International Documentary Association. Right. And there are ways if you are interested in this, if you're a filmmaker or just love documentaries as much as I do, 
You should go to their website, which is uh, documentary.org, and you can find out how to become a member, how to get plugged into this community of people who are making these amazing films. Yeah, and, and there's, you know, we have seminars, we have screenings for our members, we have, you know, our, our own awards that, that we do in December of every year. Um, and uh, actually, there was a panel last night on animation and what we called creative visualizations in documentary, um, which I moderated. And mm-hmm. it was at Kodak and Hollywood, and we had a bunch of really interesting, you know, the guy who did the animations for Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a guy who wrote for South Park and uh, Code <laughs> Monkeys, you know, who came to, uh, you know, so, and, and the guy who, um, the, uh, the F Word documentary. Oh, yes, yes. He okay. was, uh, Steve Anderson was on the panel. So that was a great, interesting thing. And it's a whole series that we're doing called Doc U, where you can learn about <laughs> different aspects of, of, you know, filmmaking and, and the business. And, and you also, as, as I was saying, you help filmmakers, you help them with, uh, you help, I don't know. I want to say you don't help them with financing, but you put them in a position to to track down people who might be interested in underwriting some of their films. And yeah, we're and, not. We are not a funder. Yeah, I mean, we I are know. a support group. You know, support organization and a nonprofit. Um, there is yeah. a program if you're a member that you can apply for what's called fiscal sponsorship, hmm. where you will you know because we are a nonprofit, five hundred one c three corporation, we can help you through us be able to accept you know, uh, donations right. for, for your film, which, you know, if you are not yourself a nonprofit, you're not able to do. So um, that's something, you know, that's of great benefit. Well, and that's oftentimes the difference between a film being made and not being made. It's just a little bit of money and enough needed to get that thing on your iMac and, and, and your, on your uh, final cut and, and done. Get it, get it finished. Well, yeah. yeah, and especially with issue films, there are a lot of people out there who do have some money, and they yeah. really believe in causes, yeah. and they want these issues to get out. They want to start a dialogue. They want to make a difference. And so, um, you know, they, we can't uh, necessarily matchmake and help them find you, but we can certainly set up a way in which you're able to, um, you know, receive their benevolence. There you go. <laughs> We're speaking with Eddie Schmidt, the executive director of the International Documentary Association, and we're speaking about the DocuWeek, which will uh, showcase 23 documentary featuring short-length films at the Arc Light Hollywood and Arc Light Sherman Oaks. And those are great theaters, too. Yeah. I mean, the, what, what a showcase you have going on here. Thanks. Yeah, no, I actually, you know, I go to the Arc Light uh, a lot myself to see movies, and uh, I'm always happy because the sound is top notch the picture yeah. is top notch you never you never have to you know yell focus at the, <laughs> at the arc light that yeah. doesn't happen you know yeah. it's beautiful yeah. and uh yeah no it, it's great and i think it'll be it's a great place to see some of these films because you you want to see them with the crowd um there are a few that are really like uh la kind of stories there's one called made in america mm. um directed by stacy peralta who did Dogtown and Z-Boys and Riding Giants, and is a very cinematic filmmaker, and this is the story of the Bloods and the Crips, and, uh, you know, of of the the gang histories. Um, And that's a film, you know, that's an L.A. story that, you know, want to be on the big screen, you know, in an L.A. theater. Now, when is that one playing? Did you have have that Uh, in front of you? All these showtimes are on our website at documentary.org. You can see the uh, programs for both, New York and Los Angeles, which are slightly different. We're showing a few more films in L.A. than we are in New York. Now, we have 
I've got to say, documentaries are my favorite kind of film, favorite genre of film. I, wow. I, I always, uh, it's hard to find a loser in documentary because <laughs> it's always, it's always happening. It seems like that was what film was meant to do anyway. That theater is theater, and and uh, film should either be exploring what you can do with on film with color and like Peter Greenaway would do, mm-hmm. or uh, show us what real life is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so why is it that you think that it's not as well attended as it should be? Documentary films. Um, well, I think you know it's a. Listen, you can talk to people making narrative films right now. It's it's a it's tough. The theatrical, you know, it's just sort of a changing media landscape. You know, in terms of people going to see movies, people wanting to watch movies on their computer. Um, we're not quite there yet. We're in this sort of transitional, what what Freud might call the latency period. We're like in between. <laughs> we haven't quite gotten out of the, you know, stage that we were in. Um, and so I think actually the audience for documentaries is there. I mean. Frankly, a lot of what's on television all the time, uh, you know, are documentaries in some form or another. And I think that perhaps just at a certain point, uh, decades ago, the word documentary became somehow associated with something, you know, pedantic or an educational film. But I think in the last couple of decades, Michael Moore and Morgan Spurlock, and certainly we're seeing films that are about something that are really entertaining, you know, as entertaining or more entertaining and satisfying than narratives. It, it, would, be, it would be sad for me to see documentaries vacate uh, theatrical releases altogether because there's something to me about the documentary that, that, it, that is more likely to create a sense of community than a narrative film, than a than in a you know Iron Man kind of film, or where it 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 seems to me you watch a film like a uh, a War Child or um, yeah, Man on Wire or something. Well, that's not a good example. Something that is is a sort of a call to arms, if you will, and right. seeing and seeing seeing it with a lot of other uh, people, it reinforces the notion that there is something that can and should be done, and it sort of brings out that aspect of it to me so yeah uh, i think it's really important to, to continue to encourage people to go see those no I, I agree with you yeah i know um <clears throat> you were saying we oh we touch on some of the films that i made and so it's a perfect opportunity to mention but this, yeah. this film you know that uh, i did with kirby dick this film is not yet rated yeah. was a film about the mpa rating system and an investigation into it and for you know we always felt that that was a documentary that we really wanted seen in a movie theater <laughs> because it was about the movies, so you know it made it made total sense, you know, and 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 like you say, when you come out, there's this dialogue happening where people are thinking and talking, and you know, mm-hmm. hopefully, then they want to you know tackle a problem. Well, and just out of that curiosity, should be required viewing for anyone seeing <laughs> any film that's rated. Yeah, yeah, that was a tr- yeah. You're not allowed in until you sit through the we, film. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, yeah, and let's let's go back yeah, and sort a, of articulate that. Yeah, let's too, go articulate that. You worked uh, with Kirby Dick, yes, uh, noted uh, documentary filmmaker, um, on this film, and it was basically your investigation into the gnomes who are behind the curtain who decide what we see or what we what how a film is rated. Uh, what the process is, and it's obviously, by this film's account, a very tough uh, process to figure out exactly what and how these uh, these ratings are decided. Right. Um, and, di- and, and how they affect the success of the film, yeah, too. Success or, or not. And how, how uh, oftentimes 
the uh, ratings are are uh, dependent upon not just uh, sexual content, but who's having sex with who, and, mm-hmm. uh, and violent content, and how. And how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, and of course, which studio is putting it out, and which studio, and, and whether or not, effect, yes. whether or not there's too many Catholics on this board <laughs> or not, or uh, it really was quite an eye-opening film. And I do, as as Nathan just said, I urge anyone who's interested in film to go see this film. It's a requirement. Yes, that's he's a little more severe about this, but <laughs> uh, now, uh, did it have, in fact, did you did were you able to see any sort of uh, pulling back of the curtain on the, the ratings? The well, MP- we definitely pulled back the curtain. That, you know, I think they shut it very quickly again after that. I, 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 you know, yes, they did grudgingly admit um, when the film first came on DVD a little over a year ago that they were making some changes uh, yeah. due in no small part because of the film. I think the, the one, a lot of it to me was just trying to deflect bad PR. I mean, they said they were going to do a lot of stuff. I've seen very little evidence of it, but yeah. the one thing they did do that's tangible is uh, formerly in the appeals process, when you went to appeal your rating, you could not cite other movies as precedent. Yeah. So you couldn't argue on the basis of what, uh, you know, uh, what another film had gotten as a rating. So, you know, uh, it's uh, an appeals process, like a, you know, legal, quasi-legal proceeding. If you can't cite other movies as precedent, what can you use? Yeah. So they actually changed that rule, and you now can other movies as precedent. It really is a good documentary. Go see it. And it, I would imagine that it had some impact uh, on the insiders within the industry. There was a, a lot of people assumed these things to be true uh, who had had films. As you, you uh, interviewed a number of filmmakers who had had some issues uh, with the MPAA in the pro, in the before, and now uh, now this confirmed a lot of their more of uh, their uh, their suspicions about the board. So right. I'd imagine within the industry. A lot of people are not going to be um, fooled or uh, deflected so easily now that's by, the, right. by the board. I think that's I think that's true. Well, some well, of the oh, go ahead. I was just going to say you also had a, a hand in in one of my favorite documentaries of all time, Sick. Uh, mm-hmm. the, how, what was that like working on? I, did, did you uh, were there any difficulties in getting that film made? Because it seemed like an epic. An epic well, film. It was a passion project for yeah. again for Kirby Dick, um, and that was our first the first time we really worked together. I mean, I was the post production supervisor on Sick, and that was in uh, 1997. And then Kirby and I were you know became producing partners after that for the you know better part of a decade. Um, so you know it was something that you know I think you really funded on credit cards at that point, and then it was a smash at festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, won a special jury prize at Sundance. It really is. I think it's you know you do a double bill with Sick and Crumb, two ter- yeah. amazing oh. <laughs> films. Yes, about you know life, art, pain, and sexuality. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Sick got picked up by Lionsgate, and um, and Lionsgate you know really did a, a good job getting it out there, and then. Actually, a few years ago, Kirby and I put together sort of a special edition DVD with a lot of great bonus material and kind of a little mini sequel. There's a girl in the film who had cystic fibrosis, uh, and Bob was her idol. And so we actually follow up with her, and there's a little mini sequel called Sarah's Sick 2, um, where, where we see what happened to her. Wow. Bob Flanagan, super masochist. <laughs> and and uh, it's probably the mo- most touching film I've ever seen. Uh, you go in there with you know a preconceived set of notions about it, and and come out uh, in tears at places. It's it's incredibly moving. Yes, but he does uh, you know he does a number of extreme things to his body as part of his art, and yeah, I'll say, <laughs> and he <laughs> suffered you know greatly a lot of pain from the condition of having CF. Yeah, 
Um, but when we were actually mixing the film, uh, I was eating my lunch, and the mixer actually <laughs> turned to me at one point and said, how can you eat yeah. while we watch this? And yeah. well, I'm kind of numb to it. You know? yeah. Well, by the way, we're speaking with Eddie Schmidt. He's the uh, executive director of IDA, the International Documentary Association, and they're in the... Uh, uh, in this coming Friday, I believe, we'll begin the Docu Week in New York City. Um, for all those listening through our podcast, you want to check that out. And then on the 22nd of August, it will open here in uh, Southern California at the Arc Light in Hollywood and and the in uh, Sherman Oaks uh, Absolutely. Uh, Theater there. Uh, Arc Light, speaking of Arc Light, they're terrific about these film festivals. They just did the Los Angeles Film Festival. They fully invested themselves in that. I, I just want to highlight the fact that we have some great theaters. We have some great theaters down here in Orange County, but we have some great theaters around Los Angeles, and, I, and it's great to see them involved in, in a big way in what you guys are doing. I agree. I mean, oftentimes, you know, uh, sometimes film festivals are relegated to theaters, you know, that are sort of uh, more art, art house theaters that maybe don't have uh, the great technical abilities of a of a mainstream theater you know and like we said before ArcLight is top notch so if you're going to come out yeah. to see a documentary you know what a what a great place to watch it yeah i think it's important to talk about these great films but i also think it's important to talk about the great presentation of these great films absolutely and, 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 uh, and ArcLight has been you know supporting this program now i think we're going into the third or fourth year with them and now it's expanded we're in Hollywood and in Sherman Oaks. And by the way, um, it's a very um, it's a big program this year. And like I said, the film screened twice daily. So there, um, we we won't have uh, many formal Q and A's in the theater at all. But a lot of filmmakers are really proud to have their films uh, here, both here in Los Angeles and in New York. And you know, will attend screenings and have sort of informal Q and A's after the film. So it is possible that if you that you're, you know, you're lucky enough to show up to a screening where the director and producer, cinematographer, editor, whomever, are there to talk to you afterwards about it. Well, it's terrific. The, the, uh, it's, it is, uh, it's nice to see because oftentimes these filmmakers uh, are not going to get very many other theatrical opportunities. And uh, you also hold uh, – IDA holds another festival of sorts in December, and I think it's important to note that uh, those are – those oftentimes the films you're going to see at this Docu Week uh, coming up and in December end up on the Academy shortlist. Uh, last year, I think everything that was on the shortlist you guys had been uh, featuring at one or the other of your of your festivals. Well, certainly many. I mean, uh, Taxi to the Dark Side, which won, yeah. yes, was absolutely uh, in our showcase last year. So, um, yes, as a matter of fact, um, you do. Uh, you know, no one has a crystal ball, but there's a good chance that, you know, you're watching the top-notch stuff that will be finding its way to the shortlist and perhaps all the way to the top. Yeah, so. and uh, Dark Side, uh, Taxi to the Dark Side was an amazing documentary, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Really well done. Well, uh, Eddie, thank you so much. Uh, we've been speaking with Eddie Schmidt. He's the uh, executive director of the International Documentary Association. We've been talking about DocuWeek, New York this week, and in about two, two and a half weeks, three weeks, it'll be here in Los Angeles. So... Thank you for being here. No problem. Thank you. And I, I do want to say, if you go to documentary.org, uh, we can take takes you through to the theater websites in L.A. and New York. And, and tickets for um, on both coasts are available now. Very right. good. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. To learn more about Film School... Listen to more interviews or subscribe to our podcast. 
visit our website at KUCI.org slash film school.